had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful worship. We're going to go ahead and move on to our sermon for tonight. Uh, our second part of Circles Week 2, we have Gabriel, Pastor Gabriel Garcia. Thank you very much, Edward. Um, we did have, we did plan to have a special guest tonight, but unfortunately they were unable to make it uh, with us today. So you're going to get me instead. <laughs> I always enjoy, and if I can get my iPad to cooperate with me, I can get started tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us here online. Um, if you missed out yesterday, you missed out on a good time. We had our first power cruise um, on Tuesday night on Zoom, and uh, we're going to keep doing them. So if you missed out, you still have a chance. You can find the link in our bio on Instagram and on Twitter. Or if you have uh, my number, you can just go ahead and send me a message or my wife's number, Lajinska, send us a message and we will get you the information so that you can join us next week. Uh, but don't miss out on that. We had a good time. Those of us, uh, uh, there were seven of us last night and we had a great time and hopefully we'll be able to see more of y'all because we have more planned for that as well. So... Today, we are continuing our series, and if you haven't watched last week's, watched last week's, or listened to last week's episode on podcasts or on YouTube so that you can catch up, our series is called Circles, and it's about building community, and that is exactly the reason why we started Power Cruise last night. We want to be able to grow closer together, not just spiritually, but also uh, in, in relationship with each other because we are a, a family. The Bible calls us a family. When, when you come to Jesus, when you come to know Jesus, when you come make a decision to follow Jesus, you become part of something bigger than yourself. You become part of a family that is more than just related by blood. You become uh, a family Related in the spirit of God and in the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And there is so much to get out of having this kind of community, of having this kind of friendship. But it's not easy, as I mentioned last week. It's not easy to be united and build community. And that's what we talked about last night. And, you know, there was a lot of good points that uh, we brought up. We brought up how judgment is what drives community apart, what brings division. And one of my favorite lines from last night was, the, not just judgment, but there's more chisme than Christ. And I loved that. I was like, man, yes, because there's so much sometimes gossip and talking behind people's back that breaks unity in the church and breaks a family apart. And, and fighting over opinions that in the long run might not even matter. But we have an opportunity to build a community, to, to have good relationship with each other. You know, one of my best friends, Julian, uh, um, is Julian. And um, I met him in Bible school. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, he preached here at Emmanuel Church on Sundays. And I told everybody, he's one of the people that wanted to punch me when I first met him. He denies this, but I remember. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I, I, I love the guy. And we met in Bible school. We were a, a 
the dorm mates are next. He was next. His dorm was next to my dorm room was next to mine. Um, after that, we stayed friends, stayed connected, and we were, we even lived together for a while. We were roommates, and we were able to build a strong relationship, a strong friendship, uh, to the point where I know that he's going to have my back. I know that I have someone who is reliable to rely on. If I need prayer, I can call him. If I need, uh, if I'm upset and I, I need advice or I'm lost or if there's something that I know that I can do, I can go to Julian. I can ask him, hey, you can pray for me, right? Hey, you can give me advice, right? You can help me out in this situation. Not only that, we oftentimes support each other. Julian, those of you who know him, is also known as Sirius. And he is a rapper. He, he And I'm one of his biggest supporters. Sometimes he calls me his manager, but I don't know. I don't get paid. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do it because he's my friend, though. You know, because I want to see him succeed. And so I support his project. I support the things that he wants to do. And likewise, he supports the things that he sees me doing. He supports us here at Emmanuel Church. He supports us in Power Youth. He supports us in so much because he wants to see me succeed because we're friends, because we're the body of Christ. We're supposed to build each other up, not tear each other down. But a lot of times, we rely on people that are really not reliable. Uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 says this. One who has unreliable friends comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A lot of times we go through life uh, having friends that are not really friends. And I'm sure many of us can relate. Like, you know, when I was in school and I graduated high school, most of the people that I went to high school with, I don't talk to anymore. And it's not that I wasn't friends with them at the time. It's just that they weren't the kind of friendships that I became uh, deep friendships with. That They weren't people that I, I could call, you know, one day. Like, it'd be weird for me to say, hey, I'm moving. Can you help me move to someone who I haven't talked to in 10 years? Like, that, that's not a friendship. You know, we, we get to know people. Sometimes we're coworkers. Sometimes we're acquaintances. Sometimes we go to the same school. And, and that's okay to have friends like that. But a lot of times we end up in relationships, in friendships that tend to be toxic or tend to be bad for us because we find ourselves in relationships and friendships that their people are just unreliable. They're, they're selfish, they're, they're needy, they're, you know, not needy, but they're, 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 they're demanding of you all of the time and not ever giving anything back. They, they're unreliable. You can't ever ask them for help. And it's just like, man, I need some advice. Well, I don't know what to do. It's like, wow. I mean, I give you advice all the time. Not that you listen to me, you know. That's how, how people go, I, you know. It, it, sometimes I get upset when people ask me for advice and then don't follow it. It's like, why ask? But that's part of being an unreliable friend. We, we oftentimes go through those kinds of relationships, and then we wonder, can we really have good friendships? Can we have good community? And unfortunately, like I talked about last week and like we talked about yesterday, it can feel that way. Like we don't have that at church. We don't feel we can come to church and we can toss around the word and say, man, here at Power Youth, we're family. But do we really feel it? Do you really feel it? Do you really experience that when you come to church? Do you really feel like you're welcome here? Sometimes not everyone does. Not everyone does feel that. 
Sometimes they feel outcast. But God has called us to, to, to build each other up in community. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 to 22 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of its household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives, in which God, excuse me, in which God lives by his spirit. So we are called to build, to, to, to be together in community. We are called to grow deeper in friendship, in relationship, to, to draw closer to God and draw closer to each other. To know each other and to know that we can rely on the people that are, are part of our spiritual family. That they will be the ones to have our backs, to pray for us, to lift us up. That's what God has called us to do, to build up this building. Not, not the building that we're in, not the church building, not, not a physical building, but a spiritual place where we know that when we're with someone who is our brother and sister in Christ, we're safe. We're, we're strong. We don't have to worry that we're going to be alone because we have that with us. We have, we're united together under Jesus. And that's where it starts. A lot of times we don't realize that, uh, we don't realize that the division we're causing or the disunity we're causing or the problems we're causing with people because we don't realize we're all in the same house. We all live under Jesus. Jesus is our foundation, but we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that. In that same book in Ephesians, uh, the Apollo, well, no, I'm sorry. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4, Paul is telling the story of, of two people in the Bible, uh, two highly respected women in the Bible, who, whose names were Iodis and Syntyche. I am not pronouncing those right, for sure. But they were arguing about something. They had a disagreement about something. And Paul responds to the church as he writes a letter and he tells them, Hey, don't you know that we're all in this together? Not to quote High School Musical. We're all in this together? That we are fighting this together? That we are in Jesus together? That he has given us the same spirit? He has given us the same love? We are in the same family? Why would you bring division? Work together instead. Work together instead. Because when we realize we have Jesus as our foundation, then we are able to build from that stronger friendships, stronger community, a strong church. And not only that, we will be able to find how, out how we can serve each other and how we can serve others. Romans chapter 12 verses 4 to 8 says this, For just as each of us has one body with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, so in Christ, though many form one body, and each member belongs all to all the others. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If 
your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. And if, if it is giving, give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So not only we do, do, are we called to live together, to called to be a family, God is building up that family with the foundation of Jesus, but he has given each of us gifts with which we can serve each other and serve others as well. I talk about this a lot because I, this is one of my passions. I, I love to help people walk in the direction that they feel called to. And that's not always the same thing. Like growing up, when I was growing up and I was going to church a lot, everybody seemed to be wanted, everybody wanted us to be called to be a missionary. I didn't want to be a missionary. But everybody seemed to be telling us that, well, if you're not a missionary, then you're, you're going the wrong way in life. And there's nothing wrong with being a missionary. But if God hasn't called you to be a missionary, do not be a missionary. Because then you will not be doing it with your whole heart. You will not be filling the part that God has put you in this family to fulfill. Like, like Paul said here, if you like to teach, teach. If you like to serve, serve. If you like to give, give. If you like to lead, lead. Do what God has gifted you to do. If you can play an instrument, play an instrument for the glory of God. That doesn't mean, and, and, and to be clear, that doesn't mean you have to do it up here. If you are using your talents to glorify God on any stage, on any place, and you're pointing to Jesus, then you're doing the calling, you're, you're walking in the calling that God has called you to live. And that makes the church stronger. That makes our community stronger when we realize that we can use our talents to serve each other and serve those outside the church as well. That means that we are fulfilling the calling that the God has put on the church, the church that he is building up. See, there is a kind of a calling, that, that this, a kind of community that comes from all of that. That when we sit, when we start living out the calling that God has put us in. In Acts chapter 2 verses 42 um, to 47, it shows us a picture of what the early church was like. It tells us what, what the church was all about in those early days. It says, and they devoted themselves. They, and it tells us how we can get to that point. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. I'm going to stop right there for a second. This is key to how we can get there. I've been talking about how God builds us up. I'm talking about how this is what we're supposed to do. I've been talking about how we are called to live in community, called to be close, to be this family. But how do we get there? He tells us to devote themselves, to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Devote ourselves to the word of God. Devote ourselves to, to, to getting together. So many times in the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews tells us, don't neglect meeting together. And I know that a lot of people are using this right now and say, well, this is why we should be in church. That doesn't mean that we have to be in this building. We can still meet together even if we're not in church. We can still meet together and be the church even if we're not in this building. He tells us, fellowship, get together, join us in power crews, join us in e-groups, join us online live. Uh, if we can meet up, let's meet up. Let, these kind of things grow us bigger and deeper. 
They grow us wider and deeper. That's what I meant to say, wider and deeper. Because as we go into conversation with each other, talking about life, talking about God, we grow deeper. And as we go and live in fellowship and and, and study in the word, we grow wider as we reach out to others. Verse 43, and it says, because of that, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. All the believers were together and had everything in common. That means they had a singular purpose. They had a singular goal. They had a singular mind. And that was Jesus. They had Jesus, the foundation, which what they built in. It says they sold their property and possessions to give to anyone had a need. They served each other. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They went to church. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They, 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 they went to each other's homes. They had e-groups. They weren't called e-groups, but they had power crews. They weren't called power crews, but they got together. They ate. I know we're not supposed to do that right now because of COVID and everything, but they, they did. They met together. We can do it on Zoom. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily. You see, when we understand that we have been called to be something more, this family, people, the Bible tells us in in the book of Acts right there, people were added to their number daily. And it doesn't even say that they went out looking for them. It's because they looked at, at the church and they saw a genuine community, what they lacked, what they didn't have. The people who were hurting for love, the people who were hurting for understanding, the people who were in need, the people who didn't want this God that was burdened, uh, full of burdens and weighing them down with rules and laws. They wanted grace and mercy that, the, that Jesus was offering them. And the church showed them that. The church showed them through their actions, through how they lived in common together, how they grew together, how they loved each other. That's how they saw, and that's why they went. The church will grow when we live in community together. Maybe we wonder, why, why, why isn't our youth group going? It's like, maybe there's too much gossip. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's too much drama. Maybe there's too much things going behind the scenes instead of actually living out the calling that we've been called to, which is to love each other, to, to live in this community. To, to support each other. For Nathan, I, I promised him like last week I was going to call him out. For Nathan to be able to love Chris and support him and help him. At, they're both on the worship team to encourage each other. Not to, not to tell him, man, you know, that was bad today, Chris. No. <laughs> Instead, to tell him, you did great. <laughs> they're laughing over here at me now because I called them out. But that's what we're supposed to do. Not, we're not supposed to tear each other down, but build each other up, just as God has called us to do. So this is how we can. If we devote ourselves to the word, devote ourselves to meeting together, devote ourselves to seeking God's presence and serving each other, God will help grow us in community. God will help grow us in the number, in number, and we'll see more students be able to come to power youth and get to know the power and love of Jesus. So tonight, 
I want to pray for you as I close. I want to pray that God would put it in your hearts. How can I do that? How can I help Power Youth grow? How can I help Emmanuel Church grow? What can I do to serve? What can I do to love? What, what can I do to, to devote myself better to God, to devote myself better to his word, to devote myself better to, to what he is calling me to do? So I'm going to pray for you that you would find that. You would find how you can be a part of this family. That you can understand that you're already part of the family. That you can understand that you're already loved. So if you would pray with me. And close your eyes wherever you're at right now. Father God, thank you. I thank you for this time we have here. I thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. To understand that we have been called, God, to live in community. To understand that you have called us to build each other up. To serve each other. To love each other. And that if we do this, and if we seek you out, our foundation, if we seek you out, Jesus, that you will build us up better and better each day. In glory, in glory, we will become who you have created us to be as we step into our callings, as we step into who you've made us, God, and be able to see that you have made us part of this family when we, which we are loved. And if anyone is out there that doesn't feel loved today, I want you to remind them. I want you to let them know, if they've never heard it before, that they are loved by you, God. They are loved by you, Jesus. That you have given them yourself. You have given up everything to give them a new life and a new chance. And we pray that they might be able to experience that encounter, the experience the encounter with you, Jesus. Experience your love, Jesus. We thank you, God. And we hope and we pray for everyone that is listening and watching tonight and everyone that might watch this later. God, that they might be able to walk in what you have called them to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.